Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's get this crowd going now. Come on, get him up, get him up, get him up! He's going to throw down the middle. The ball is caught. Hey, that's great football now. 35-40, down the far sideline. We got a play, baby. He's still moving. He's going to go. Go on. Are you kidding me? Let's go. 20, 10, touchdown, Seahawks. It's the Seahawks podcast. I'm Seahawks super fan and actor Brett Davern, joined as always by Seahawks all-pro member of the 35th anniversary team and uh, one of the best jawlines <laughs> in all of linebacking history, Lofa Tatupu. Hey, buddy. What's happening, brother? That might have been the best intro you ever did. Yeah, I was trying to go off script a little bit, and I got I got stuck there for a second. Good for you. I'm not going to be at all you know, um, self-conscious about my jawline. Thank you. No, you shouldn't be. Nothing's square, man. You cut yourself on that thing. On today's episode, we dive further into the draft by taking a look at the offensive side of the ball, and also I'll go over the list of undrafted rookie free agents that the Seahawks added after the draft. You guys out there listening need to hit the subscribe button on whichever podcast platform you're using. It really helps us grow the show, and it lets you make sure that you never miss an episode of the fun. If you want to email us, if you've got questions for Lofa or me or want to talk about anything Anything at all, not even Seahawks related. You want to talk about Al Pacino? We could do that all day. <laughs> if, you want, yeah. if you want to talk Hawks, hit up Brett. If you want to talk movies, hit me up. <laughs> uh, SeahawksPod at gmail.com. Lofa, Colby Parkinson is six foot seven. Steven Sullivan is six foot five. Those are two huge potential targets for Russell Wilson. Are those guys something you're interested in? I mean, if you like that sort of thing, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, how can you not find those guys, right? Uh, oh, so, man. I mean, pretty exciting. But like, like I said, um, I think Swain, you know, is somebody that, you know, no pun intended, we're overlooking. Um, yeah. Despite his stature. Well, uh, he's, and, I mean, he's six foot, you know. He's is not he really? Like, yeah, he's not like a, you know, five foot eight wide receiver out there. Yeah, I'll tell you what, he yeah. moves like one, which is a good sign. Uh, I yeah. just, I watch him in the return game and what he does. And, you know, he reminds, he reminds me a lot of uh, Lockett. So, sure. um, you know, I think that's, that's why they probably went after him, especially in getting a guy like that in the sixth round. Um, and he can, he can add on the offensive side of the ball. Um, but I think primarily he's going to be in the return game and a big factor because, uh, when Lockett was back there, he was a Pro Bowl returner, and we're just asking too much of him on the offensive side to put him back there and, and, and take those reps. So uh, excited about him. Uh, DJ Dallas, like I said, guy that averaged six yards a carry. That's probably – I'm going to go ahead and that's the hot take. That's my my offensive guy. 
uh, of the draft. Well, let me remind everybody that uh, a little earlier in the week, Lofa and I talked about the defensive players selected in the draft by the Seahawks. That was Jordan Brooks, a linebacker out of Texas Tech, Daryl Taylor, a defensive end out of Tennessee, and Alton Robinson, a defensive end out of Syracuse. And this week, we're talking about the offensive guys. So let's start at the beginning. Uh, in round number three, the Seahawks took Damian Lewis, not the actor from Showtime's Homeland, but a guard from LSU with pick number 69 overall. Damian Lewis looks like just, I mean, watching the film on this guy and the highlights that they played during the draft, and obviously I'll let you break down the film uh, more than I need to because you're the expert, but he just looked kind of like a classic, you know, hard hat wearing interior offensive lineman, kind of nasty, kind of mean in a good way. Uh, I'm, I'm pumped for Damian Lewis to be joining the team. And, and and we should be because as we said that, you know, the areas of need that uh, going into the draft, we'd like to address, you know, future wise. One was depth at, you know, offensive line. And this is a guy that's not, you know, futuristic offensive line. You know, hopefully he could come in and contribute right away. Just came off a national championship. Uh, Pete and, and John, they know Ed Ogeron very well. Uh, Ed O was our defensive line and even defensive coordinator for Pete at SC um, several you know years ago. So uh, trust in his opinion on, on on the kid and you know the the competitor that he is, and that's why they they went and grabbed him at, at in the third round. So that's uh, it's got to excite Russell. It's got to excite everybody. SEC they're known for running the ball. I know LSU threw for a ton of yards with Burrow, but. They, they also they had uh, Edward Tillaire back there that it was a first round pick for for good reason because you know he had some some holes to run behind. We'll get back to the players in a second. Back to Coach O for for one moment. Okay. Do you have any anyone? You still talk to anyone over there at USC who kind of hopes they would have held on to him as a coach? Um, I think you're talking to one of them. I mean, it just you know he he did a phenomenal job. And, well, you know, he stepped the, in as the interim for a little yes, bit, right? Yes. And and so this is what, you know, you love about Coach Joe. He's a disciplinarian. So, I mean, his team, if you beat his team, it's because you play out of your mind. You you know, his team, they don't beat themselves. Mm. Um, and that's what good, great, great teams, they do not beat themselves with penalties and turnovers. They find a way to win. If somebody beats us, it's because they had the best day of their life. It wasn't because we weren't ready and we didn't give them everything we had. Yeah, it's all right, though, that he ended up at LSU because that accent goes better down there. You know, it would have uh, looked weird. <laughs> I'm just so happy for him. Now, after the draft, and uh, I think this includes the undrafted free agents, the Seahawks are carrying 20 offensive linemen on the roster as of right now. That's uh, that's too many, right? How many have we had in the past? I I'm mean, sure we've got a lot, lot of combinations lined up in front of Russell well, now. I, so. what were they were they planning on having like uh, two different lines, like in hockey? Like yeah, just, we, just you know, a yeah, line just like change. Line. We'll, we'll do it. We'll go by platoon. Hey, you're up, <laughs> man. You guys I mean, got this series. Twenty is a lot. There's going to be a lot of competition there if training camp and if and when training camp gets underway. That's the philosophy. Um, it just it brings out the best in everybody. So. Uh, I, I, you know, it's definitely a position of emphasis and, you know, we're addressing it. In round number four, the Seahawks selected Colby Parkinson. We were talking about him earlier on the show. Tight end out of Stanford. Uh, like I said, round number four, pick number 133 overall. He's six foot seven, 251 pounds right now. They've already asked Pete Carroll. He's already commented on the fact that they want to put even more weight or at least a little bit more weight on to Colby there. So, I mean, 
he's going to be an absolute monster. Uh, and he kind of already is. He was a high school All-American, a second team uh, All-Pac-12 one time. Um, huge catch radius. This is a big dude. Uh, could this be the West Coast's uh, Rob Gronkowski someday? The, the the biggest thing that Gronk did was yards after the catch or, you know, um, really getting more first downs. Like I say it's just it wasn't just the catch. It was it was after the catch what he did that really uh cemented his legacy. So I don't know if I really saw that. I saw a lot of high pointing in his um meaning getting up and getting the ball at the highest point uh in his uh highlights. But you know time will tell. Um they want to add weight to him. I, I don't know. You just like to see him do what he did in, in college. And that was, I think he only dropped one ball his senior year or junior, whatever this last year was. I think they had him record as one drop catch. So yeah, uh, he, uh, yeah, exactly. I'm glad you brought that up because he mentioned it himself in his quote here. He says, uh, I didn't have a dropped, I didn't have a drop last year on catchable balls. That's yes. something I take very seriously. I make sure that I'm always working on that. Uh, that accountability is something that I'm, Super excited to see as a if, Seahawk fan. If you go back and look at the highlights, there was about seven plays that they showed where it was a tipped ball uh, by the defender or himself, and he stayed with it. So the concentration was there, the focus. He um, he was able to still complete the catch under hard circumstances. So yeah, that it was impressive. You know, when someone says, "Ah, yeah, I didn't drop a ball," I was like, "Well, what did he get? 20, 20, 20 balls thrown his way?" Like, but. <laughs> No, he, he actually, he, he did it. And, uh, even more so he, he was out there mossing people. So he says here later in the quote, and I I mean, dude, a guy who's six, seven, I just can't wait to see him operate in the red zone, hopefully. (laughs) But, um, he goes on later in the quote here to say that he wants to be a tight end that a quarterback can depend on. And then Colby literally says he can throw the ball anywhere and I can go get it. I'm so jacked for this guy. Let's I mean, do it now. Let's. I mean, the first time they get on the twenty yard line this coming season, I'll put Colby in the game. If I'm Russ, that guy said that. I'm saying, hey, put it in his contract, and we're going to find out because <laughs> every drop he's going to he's going to miss some money. A little more than push ups. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, you get excited about the the, the confidence, right? Especially, yeah. you know, um, last guy that came from Stanford uh, that had some confidence, you know. <laughs> He's going to be a potential Hall of Famer. So, well, it last two guys, you could be talking about Richard oh, or Doug. Okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, hey, some yeah. about Stanford. Those Stanford guys are a little cocky, aren't they? They're just, you know, super smart. So they're 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 sure of themselves. You know, I wouldn't. It's a, a fine line, thin line between confidence and arrogance. And you know, they walk it very well. Cocky's okay with me. I don't mind. I don't mind someone who's a little cocky. I like it. Well, it's okay. All right. well, well, as long Doug as you can it, back it up. Doug and Sharon talked it, but they also walked it. So yeah, like, that's the thing. Yeah, sure. you got you to back. If you're going to talk it, you better back it up. Yeah, see, I, I live in the world of Hollywood, Lofa. There's a lot of talking <laughs> without a lot of backing up. <laughs> There's a lot of cocky, cocky dudes down here in L.A. that I don't like so much. All right, moving on to DJ Dallas. Now, you're already on record as saying that you think this guy is just going to be lightning in a bottle. Um, he's a running back. He's out of Miami. As as you've already mentioned, six yards a carry in his time at college. We took him in round number four at pick 144. He's 5'10", 217 pounds, and ran a 4'5'8 at the combine. And his quote starts with, I'll do whatever. Yes. Okay, <laughs> see, that's as a defensive player with the mentality of, I just want to, we just want to win. That's what you really want to hear is 
doesn't, what do you need me to do? That's the mentality of this kid. He's, he's great from what I understand and blitz pickup and third down protection, which is great for Russ. Russ should be excited about that. But again, he also adds the element. He can catch out the backfield. He, he can do it all. And um, yeah. I well, really- and he's aware of that too. I mean, he goes on to say here that uh, this is his quote. Honestly, I know the Seahawks running backs are physical, downhill runners. They have playmaking ability. Honestly, just trying to get in and compete with the rest of the pack. I'll do whatever, whether that's receiver or special teams or running back. I'll do whatever. And I'm excited for that opportunity. So this dude just sounds like he's pumped to get in pads and, and Man, you know, smack you- somebody and go try to make the team. You win. As a fourth rounder. Man, you win with guys like that. Freddie Swain, wide receiver, out of Florida, uh, round number six, pick number two, fourteen, six feet tall, one hundred and ninety-eight pounds. Uh, did a lot of kick returning and punt returning, as you already alluded to, at Florida. Um, I mean, look, we had a kick returner from Florida, sort of recently. He won a Super Bowl with us. His name was Percy Harvin, and if this guy can return balls, even you know a quarter like Percy Harvin could. I'm in. I got excited when you said he was, you know, six feet, 190. Um, I, uh, how quick and how smooth he looked on the film. I thought it was more in the mold of, you know, 510, 180. That's how quick and, and you know, fast he looked on film. So, um, again, kind of like what I was talking about Taylor. They, they just, they move so smooth or so well that you don't anticipate to be that big. But uh, so this is now a guy that I'm even more excited about because I know he adds the extra element of, of being, you know, an extra, extra wide receiver. Definitely going to be on the kick return and punt return duties and, and uh, relegated special teams. But he's definitely going to add some some depth at wide receiver and, and compete. Well, if you thought you were excited about him before, sit down because you might pass out when I read this. Uh, Freddie Swain. And they were talking to him about himself and what he's going to bring to the team. He's quoted as saying, uh, I'm more of a slot guy. I'm not opposed to working outside. I bring a lot of energy. I play with passion and I love to compete. He says when he and Coach Carroll talked on the phone, uh, Pete made a big emphasis about competing and that's what they do up there in Seattle. And then Freddie is quoted as saying, I love to complete. I think I'll fit in well. <laughs> he sounds like another confident young man who's itching to get up there and show Pete what he can do. Yeah, I mean that's that's those are all the things, all the buzzwords you want to hear. So um, excited to add um, a guy like that in the sixth sixth round, huh? I mean it's incredible with uh, his resume on returns that you know he wouldn't go a little higher. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to get him up here. Well, I think what they did really well in the draft, in my opinion, is uh, obviously they got talented players that have great resumes from college and so on and so forth. But it seems like also what they're really doing is just targeting very specific needs and kick returning and punt returning was, is definitely a need. And also, you know, slot receiving, which uh, Freddie Swain did a lot of in college as well, but kick returning punt returning. Cause like you say, you don't want to keep beating up Tyler Lockett. They don't really have anyone else uh, that's like super experienced doing it. They have a, a lot of guys who could do it obviously, but if, if Freddie Swain can come in and just be that every time punt returner, kick returner, and catch a few balls in the slot, that's, you know. Oh, adds a ton of value to us. 
There was one more guy taken in the draft, Lofa, and they actually traded back into the draft to get him. And I'll tell you his name after I tell you about Bet Online. Receive a welcome bonus on your first deposit when you go to betonline.ag. Use our promo code MYPOD100. That's M Y. P-O-D-1-0-0. With no sports on TV, you might think there's nothing to bet about, but you'd be wrong. You can go play in their online casino, blackjack, any card game. They've even got craps, or you can enter their three-quarter million dollar poker series at betonline.ag. Use our promo code MYPOD100 to get your welcome bonus today. Betonline.ag. The fun never ends. Just when it looked like the draft was over for the Seahawks, they traded back in to round number seven at pick 251, and they took a guy named Steven Sullivan out of LSU, another LSU uh, Bayou Bengal Tiger, whatever they call him. He's uh, six foot five, 242 pounds. He, run, he ran four six at the combine. And uh, like I was saying earlier, in college, he was listed as a tight end, but now they're listing him as a wide receiver when you Google him. So, could go both ways, I guess. But either way, a lot of size there once again. Yeah, I don't know a ton about him. You know, they LSU had Jefferson, um, Chase, who was a Blitnikoff winner, uh, who has to do another year uh, at LSU because he was, I think he was a sophomore. And then, um, so they had two of the top receivers. They were stacked. And so it's not shocking that there's a guy um, getting drafted in the seventh round that probably didn't make as many plays as you would like to see. But the athleticism, I'm sure, is there. We, I'm sure we watched him work out. It reminds me of, uh, you know, Matt Castle, my guy, you know, from SC. We were winning so many games at SC that, you know, Matt didn't really get a chance to play as much as you want to see him. But he had a, a – a, Cannon for an arm, 6'5", 240, um, phenomenal athlete. And the Patriots took a chance on him. So I'm hoping this is our Matt Castle. And this kid, <laughs> you know, he comes in, catches, you know, 50 pa- you know, passes this uh, this year and, uh, you know, makes a Pro Bowl. It's, um, but that's what happens. When you win a lot, there's, uh, there's not as many reps to go around uh, for – for some of the players. And I, I'm hoping we, you know, uncovered a gem in, in this draft with this guy. He, he had to have shown something in the pro day or, um, you know, at the workout. Um, I don't know if they had him up for a visit, but he had to show something that was special and why they really wanted to go trade back into the draft after we were seemingly done. They like just going and getting dudes who have good measurables. You know, I mean, Steven Sullivan, 6'5", 242, runs a 4'640". Like, that's yeah. absolutely something you can work with. It's in, rare. In terms of pretty much anywhere on the football field, really. Like, I mean, Man, put yeah. him at tight end, put him at receiver, put him as an extra lineman, maybe on the end, who could then catch a pass or something. I mean, I don't know, but you could put him in all kinds of different positions. Send him out there to bat down a yeah. Hail Mary at the end of the game or whatever. Like, he's a dude. You yeah. know, and he just won a national championship, so his confidence has to be riding high. Not only confidence, but he he knows he knows how to play his role and how to win, right? And that's like he's got that mentality, that mindset. Shoddy's got to be excited about this because you know he can he can go throw. You know, if he's listed as a tight end, he could throw two tight ends out. There. I remember Jimmy Graham when we used to play the Saints back in the day. Sean Payton. He used to roll out 12 personnel, which was one running back and two tight ends. You know he's going to dominate on special teams. I mean, 6'4", 240, 4'6", like 
dude, don't don't do any moves. Just run through everybody you see. You're gonna be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it really does seem like maybe they're gearing up to play a lot more two tight end sets going into this season with with all <laughs> what, the tight ends they have. What, what, you got eight on the roster I mean, right now? Like, yeah, it's like <laughs> 38 tight ends on the team. Um but it, it really does feel like they're going to use that a lot, whether it's you know a combination of Greg Olson and Will Disley. Those will be the veterans there. Uh, it's funny to think of Will Disley as a veteran already, but this is like um, his third year, second year, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> and then you know and then Colby Parkinson and then oh, Wilson, Luke Wilson too, Luke right? Wilson and Jacob Hollister. So Hollister, I think, Hollister well, had a phenomenal year last year. Absolutely, but with the offensive line being sort Did of he? suspect, especially okay. early in the season, don't you see a Did, lot more tight ends getting in the game? Yeah. Did Hollister Help get hurt at the end of the year? Uh, no, Hollister finished out the year. He was one yard away from beating the Niners. Man, I'm tell- I tell you what, man. That, that or kid- actually, wait, no, it was a, a blown defensive holding call, right? Yeah. Isn't that how but, that Niner game ended? Oh, yeah, that was bad. Hollister was getting what, tackled. I was, impressed, uh, I was impressed with what Hollister did coming in midseason, yeah. right? And, you know, uh, especially – Disley looked like he was that dude for us, right? And then sure. he goes down with the injury. I know he'll bounce back. He's a tough kid. And then, um, you know, turn around, Hollister came in. And well, he we, looked – yeah, yeah. No, he was, yeah. A, he was a free agent, and he looked great, especially for well, a tight end wearing a number in the 40s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looked like, looked like a long snapper, right? But uh came out, and uh, he earned – he earned most importantly, he earned Russ's uh, trust, and that's – that's the biggest thing is that, you know, especially being a new guy, uh, when you get a guy like Lockett and then an emerging star like Metcalf, you know, it's easy to for Russ to just throw it up to those guys saying, hey, you know, they, they'll they make it happen. But he was going to Hollister when, when uh, you know, he needed to get rid of the ball. Um, and so it's, it's, it's going to be exciting. Again, can't have enough competition. It's only going to make everybody better. Speaking of Russell Wilson and his trust level, uh, I've been reading reports that Russell's already reaching out to uh, Damian Lewis, the newest offensive lineman, and then also the tight ends and the receivers. Like Russell's working the phones while welcoming these guys to the team. And I've also heard that Bobby Wagner was the first person to reach out to Jordan Brooks on the defensive side of the ball there. Um, did anyone, any vets give you a call when you were drafted? No. <laughs> Why not? No, no, I because you know, times were different back then. Man, you're a rook. Uh, you, Do they even sh- have cell phones, or were they still riding on stone well, tablets? You know that too. That too. You know, we'll show my age, but you know, it was it was a different time. You know, you you couldn't go track somebody down on Instagram or you know social media. You know, back when I was playing, it was like, yo, man, like you're a rookie. You're you know you're to be seen and not to be heard. <laughs> So <laughs> you're to be taped to a goalpost some, d- at some damn point. Damn right. Like, so, I mean, then my dad told me all about this. He was like, Hey man, just go in there, you know, shut your mouth, do your job and, and earn your respect. And so, you know, largely it was, it was a lot different than it is these days. Um, you know, well, what do you think the, about this new kumbaya NFL where I, players fine. are exchanging no. autographs after the games and, you know, taking their shirts off and handing them to each other and, you going know, on I, vacations together and, <laughs> calling rookies when they get drafted on draft day well, rather than dumping it, them in the ice bath, you know. Well, I'm glad I'm glad that we've evolved to that point and where it's 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 a true brotherhood. You know, I grew up in a different time and I hate to be that old head, that old I don't want to be bitter or sound like that, but it was just different times and you know, um 
you know, I thought it was it was awesome to hear that Russ and, and Bobby reached out to to the, the the younger guys that just got drafted. Congratulate them, bring them on. That that shows true re- leadership. Let's talk about undrafted free agents, uh, Lofa, because you know these guys they don't get the publicity and they they're unsung and all the cliche terms that you want to use. But a lot of times these guys end up making the team and they make big impacts, even if it's not on the team that they start as an undrafted free agent with, you know, I mean, come on, like Doug Baldwin was an undrafted free agent. There's, there's always a guy or two, David Hawthorne. Yeah. I was going to say, how about the heater? David, the heater. Out of TCU 2008 undrafted linebacker. Okay. Check this out. When I saw his film, like I was like, yo, Hawthorne. Cause I watched him move around. He just, he was a little undersized like myself, but I saw him showing up in nine on seven. He was just, just knocking people out. I first, I called him Heat. He, I was calling him Heat Thorn, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then it got shortened to Heater. The Seahawks have had a lot of good undrafted free agents, man. They, I mean, David Hawthorne, like you mentioned, uh, Jordan Babino, undrafted Babs, out of Southern Arkansas. Doug Baldwin, as we mentioned, John Kitna, a quarterback for a long time oh, for us Kitna. there. Joe Nash out of Boston College, undrafted. Uh, wow, how about Jim Zorn? How about Jim Zorn? Another Jay-Z? quarterback. Jay-Z yeah. was undrafted? No way. Out of Cal Poly Pomona. Well, that's why um, he was undrafted. Rufus yeah. Porter out of Southern oh, University. Wow, Rufus. Eugene Robinson undrafted. Uh, and then Dave Craig, you know, quarterback for a long time. So Man. a lot of these guys, you know, they can carve out a career for themselves. And the undrafted free agents this year that we that we picked up, we, we took uh, a linebacker named Eli Menser, a quarterback out of Washington State, Coog fans rejoice. Anthony Gordon has a home in the NFL, at least for now. Um, Anthony Jones, a running back out of Florida International. Chris Miller, a safety out of Baylor. Now, I want to stop on him for a second because the internet is kind of a buzz about um, Chris Miller a little bit in terms of undrafted free agents. What's that? He's trending? Yeah, yeah, sort of, yeah, in sports circles. Um, He is, here, let me just read you a little bit of this on Chris Taylor. This is from SI.com on Chris Taylor. It says, one of the Big 12 Conference's hardest hitters. Miller Mm. earned a reputation for drawing targeting penalties, and his aggressiveness worked against him frequently. But he has the mindset Seattle looks for in the safety position, and if he can become more disciplined, he should have a shot to compete to make the team, especially on a special team's uh, role. So uh, that's something that sounds good to me. Hey, we got. Hey, we have we have a certain style of play that seems to work. Um, you know, and uh, well, especially at safety. Yeah, in college is a little more um, how you say harsh on you know, the the targeting penalties. Yeah. I don't know. You know how much they actually really go back and review it and say, hey, you know what. The receiver ducked his head, but I don't know. I like this kid. What's his, what's his name? Miller? Baylor? I'm in. <laughs> yeah, Chris Miller. I mean, look, maybe if you get thrown out of enough college games, it means you're a lot fresher for the NFL when you get here. I Hey, I love looking at the bright side of things. That's exactly what it means. <laughs> um, Miller, He's gonna be welcome ready to, go. to the squad. <laughs> hey, back to the offensive draft picks, though. Out of these guys, out of these, let's see, one, two, three, four, five guys – which of them do you think we'll be talking about three or four years from now as Seahawks fans? I'm sticking with my guy, DJ Dallas. Uh, yeah, you know, all right. Six yards of carry. Is that good? <laughs> okay, but what's that translate into in the NFL? Come on. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, 
I'll say four, which is still uh, that's awesome. That's the Seahawks podcast, everybody. <laughs> Missed it. Right when you said good point, I should have just ended the show. You should have just capped it off. You can always go back and do that. I don't think it's really even going out on a limb, but I'm going to take my guy, Damian Lewis, the guard from LSU. I think this guy is going to have a really long NFL career. I don't know if you've seen the video yet, but if you haven't, you need to. There is a video of him squatting like over 600 pounds at LSU. The team's all gathered around him. They're cheering him on. The bar is bending. I mean, the guy's just just a complete beast. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to him uh, suiting it up for the Hawks. He ran a 5-2-40 at, uh, what is he, 332 pounds, 6'3". So that's impressive. He's built like a house. I'm I'm taking him. 5'2 at 3.30 is very impressive. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, only 600-pound squat, huh? That's not bad. He says of himself, I'm mean, nasty, and tough. That's what I got. I don't take it from nobody. That's what he does. That's what he cares about. Well, we're going to find out. <laughs> oh, I'm so pumped. For now, everybody, this has been the Seahawks Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, Lofa, break us down. Go on. Did that record? Yeah, of course. (laughs) Uh... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.